You're listening to the You Don't Know Me Yet Podcast Network. Holly Cotton here, and I am super excited to be joined by country music artist Bree Carter. And you guys, you know I love my music, so... Okay, okay, okay. I'm not going to mess it up, Bree. I'm not going to mess it up. Oh, <laughs> so I'm super excited to have Bree on the show today. And that is one of my favorite songs. I have it on my playlist. I love it. So welcome, Bree. Thank you so much for having me, Holly. It's good to be here with you. Okay, great. So first, let me just tell you guys, because we need you to put some respect on Miss Carter's name. So Bree is not just your average country music artist. Bree has a bachelor's degree in business from University of Louisiana Monroe. She also has a master's in international relations from Webster University. And hold on, not don't stop there. She also has a doctorate of theology, and she is also a proud veteran of the U.S. Army. So Bree, first of all, love your resume. And I love women that are doing big things because you could have gone any direction with all of those letters <laughs> behind your name. So kudos to you. Thank you for, you know, inspiring women, doing all this great stuff with the country music, bringing people in. I love that impact that you have. So of course, my first question is, I'm going to need your life story and how you, you ventured off into becoming a country music star. Okay. You know what? You got all day. You ready? You got all day. I'm ready. Let's roll. <laughs> well, I'm from Louisiana like yourself. So I grew up, honestly, not just listening to Zydeco, blues, soul, gospel, and what have you. I also grew up listening to country music, and I've always had a love for it. Just the stories. My mom said when I was a little girl, I lived in cowgirl boots. That's all I wanted to do. And as a result, as an adult, now as a woman, I have probably over 100 pairs of cowgirl boots, just a little known fact about me. But I've just always loved it. And I remember being younger, I said, if I could do anything, despite all of the education, it was to be a country music artist. And here I am today, uh, back in 2014, when my biological father passed away, I just, it just really hit me hard that life is just so precious. So you just got to go for it and just do what you want to do and just give it all without any regrets. And that kind of led me on the path to where I am today, you know, in country music. So I, I do have a question because again, Brie and I talked before, <laughs> before the episode, before we started recording and I was like, I'm a Southerner, also a Louisiana girl. You guys know, if you watch my show, you know, I'm always about Louisiana, but you know, from the South, we take religion very seriously. So it wasn't a surprise when I was reading, especially listening to some of your songs, because your lyrics are very insightful and spiritual, and you can definitely pick up that vibe and that energy in there. So how did you decide to go into theology as what you wanted to do past that master's degree? Because that's kind of unique. For sure. Well, I, I tell people, I say, I'm a God lover. I don't try to put my religion or my relationship with God on anyone else, but I don't shy away from it. I just grew up in the church, just having strong faith. And in anything that I do, faith, Christ has always been a part of it. And I was just led on the path of doing that. So even in my music, I hope to inspire other people, encourage other people. And at the end of the day, just for them to have faith in no matter what they're doing and believing in themselves. So that's how theology kind of came a part of it and just part of my ministry and part of the story that God gave me to, to share with the world. 
Okay. And and like I said, if you listen to the lyrics in some of her songs, even though you may not be on a pulpit, you can definitely pull some of that out from your songs with the lyrics. You know, you may not be preaching <laughs> as like you said, your ministry is is using that in those lyrics and things like that. So I definitely picked up on it and also just the positivity and the energy from it. So I love, I love what you're doing now. I always get to like this impasse where I'm like, I don't want to always say, this is a black woman doing this. This is a black woman doing, you know, here we are. This is, you know, the first in this, or you're doing this, but I'll have to say, Brie, it's kind of unique to have a black country music, music artist, you know? So I don't want to just keep saying that's it, but it is Black History Month, so I'm going to let it be this time. And I, I also think that you are paving the way or exposing things and, and allowing us to share your story. There might be some little girl right now that's got country, boot, um, you know, cowboy boots on right now that's like, I could never be a country star. And then they see you and she's like, oh my gosh, she's beautiful and she's singing country and she looks just like me. It's the representation. So... Can you kind of explain to us maybe some of the challenges that you've experienced being not just a woman, but a black woman going into this country genre? Okay, no, definitely for sure. But I'll first start out by saying that, you know, the path that I'm on, you know, I hope other little black girls or brown girls that look and they think, hey, I can do it too, because that's what it's for. And, you know, growing up back in Louisiana, my grandmother used to just always say, baby, no matter what you do, You've always got to be, be and do your best, no matter what obstacles come your way, because there have been obstacles because we've known for so long, although country music has originated, you know, back in Africa in the black community and what have you, the blues, the gospel on the flip side of this, of the coin, unfortunately, it is male, male dominated, male white dominated. But at the same time, we can't say, hey, although it's dominated by them, it should deter me from doing this. You got to, you got to go for it. And regardless of obstacles come to all of us. And color tends to be one of them sometimes, but you can't let that be the thing that holds you back or stops you, you know, because the unfortunate thing is that sometimes so many, so many people, they look for you to, so to speak, play the race card or to think, hey, I can't do it or she can't do it or she's trying to use this. No, I, the only thing I can do is be true to myself, go out there and be the best I can be, give it my all. And at the end of the day, just me giving my all, I, I know things will happen how they're supposed to, and I'll touch the masses eventually. You know what? I knew I could pick up on your energy. I knew all them cute selfies that it's, it's more behind that. I love it. I love it. And and that's a great point that you said, too, because I actually had another uh, country music artist who came on a few months ago and, and shared his story. And that's exactly what he did. He gave us a whole history lesson. Like I was so, I didn't even know all of the stuff that he was saying, just uh, as far as like the slaves and, and bluegrass and all of this stuff. And he was just giving us a whole history lesson about it. And I was like, that is so crazy how this actually was something that came, like you said, from Africa. And it's so diluted now that now to hear someone black doing 
a, a country song, you're like, what's wrong with them? Why are they doing country? Why they didn't right. play R&B? <laughs> so it's almost like, I'm glad that you guys are highlighting it. And you're like, hey, you know what? We're going to own this again, too. So anyway, I digress. Right. It's something, you know what, Holly, you just said, you know, people saying, well, why not R&B? Why not this? Why not that? And I've been asked that question. It's it's like, why not, why not country? You know, why not country? It's who I am. I have to be true to who I am. Whoever doesn't like me being in country music, that's an issue or problem they have to deal with. I have to be true to me and, and what my calling is. So c country chose me. It was a part of my lifestyle. You're from Louisiana. You know, you know, being out in the field, playing, you know, just just everything about it. You know, having a garden, growing farms and horses and and all of these things. It's true to who we are in our roots. And it's just telling stories about it. Even today, uh, I drive a pickup truck, I drive a Jeep, too, but I drive a pickup truck and I'm most comfortable probably in my truck. I like fancy cars too, but I, I love my pickup truck and that's just who I am. Oh yeah. No, I I got highway on my series. On my series. I'm going downtown today to black history uh, event and I'm listening to my country music. I'm like, mm, 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 mm. Uh, so I, I, I love that. I love that. And now, also, what I wanted to say now, not just talking about you being a black artist, but I want to talk about you being a woman, because I think as a woman and me having a voice in this platform, I like to talk about empowered women, women that are doing things to inspire other people. So just as a woman, not race, not anything else, what are some of the things that you've experienced in this country field, like unequal pay, maybe not as many events. Like, are there any, anything that you're finding as a woman that may just want to be doing country that you're struggling with now? I think that, uh, with? no, I, you're, that's a great question. I think one of the things is, um, unfortunately everything so long lately has been br the bro country and what have you and country, you know, has nothing to do with black or white, but it is heavily male dominated. So I think now the women of country, women as a whole, women are coming more on the forefront and they're getting more visibility. And as a result, more visibility, you know, more fans, more pay, more opportunities are coming there. So I think um, it's just taking time, but just still continuing to stay on the path of as a woman. I think it's opening doors in itself. You just can't give up, although it is a male dominated uh, industry. Well, Brie. That's the world. And I'm trying to change it because I'm like, y'all had y'all time. That's it. <laughs> right. <laughs> we coming to take back what was ours. But anyway, I'm going to save that for Feminist Awareness Month. Um, <laughs> so, Brie, I always love whenever people find their passion and they actually are like, oh, wow, now I have my passion and I'm living it. So, Tell us about the very first time you heard one of your songs being played and you were like, OMG, <laughs> that's me. It was something I had a passion for and now I'm doing it and I can hear. So tell us about the first song that you heard and where you were, were you driving and how you felt when you heard yourself like on the radio? Um, it was my song, Gave Him a Girl. And... I was actually on my way to a radio station and I heard it when I kind of got into the town. I probably had another 20 minutes to drive to get there and I heard it and it was just like, oh my God, oh my God, it's me, it's me. 
So I was just so ecstatic because it seems like whenever I listen to music, whenever I'm doing music and especially my own music, the world kind of comes to a standstill, a halt. And it seems like for some reason, everything is going to be all right. But um, I was just so ecstatic. And I'm like, you know, this is what I'm supposed to do. So no matter the, no matter the bad days that I've had doing this, sometimes, you know, when, when the opportunities aren't there or, you you know, you have a little vocal fry, you're tired or you, you're being pulled in different directions. And it seems like think your, your phone isn't ringing or, you know, you're not getting things in the mail and you're not getting booked for certain things. And you tend to sometimes maybe get discouraged, but it's moments like that. You say, Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm doing this for the right reasons. You just got to keep at it. So it didn't matter at the end of the day, how many no's you get, you got to keep going for that. Yes. And I just, I was just elated. I was just so thankful to God. I'm just like, Oh my God, thank you. I'm on the right path because Time in life is so precious. Tomorrow's not promised to any of us. We want to make the most of all of it that we have, that we're given every day. I say it's a gift. Every breath that we have in our body, it's a gift. So with the gift of life that we're giving, what are you doing with it? Are you living it to the fullest? Are you doing, are you having an impact on others? And just hearing the music and knowing that the message in my song, other people could relate, even if it wasn't their story, or if, if it was their story, to make a difference in their life. And that, it's a feeling that I just, it's almost indescribable, but it is a wonderful feeling, if that makes sense. No, definitely. I love it. That's why they have a word called surreal, because it's like, yes. wow, it was surreal, because it's like, what? how do you describe this? I don't know. It was like, it was real, but it was like, I was watching it, but it really wasn't me. So I know exactly what you're saying. Now, on on that that tangent that you were going on in that direction, I want to piggyback on that. When was the first time someone recognized you or said your name and how did that make you feel like, oh my God, this is you, you're, you're the Brie Carter. Like, what was that? What happened with that? Oh my goodness. So last year I was in LA and I was in a store like this candle store, metaphysical store with, with a friend. And uh, we were talking and this guy was kind of looking and uh, mind you, California, being from Louisiana slash Nashville. And the guy was just like, I think I know you. I think I know you. What do you do? <laughs> and then I, I, I shared with him. He was like, I knew it was you. Oh my goodness. My mom loves you. We listen to you all the time. And I'm like, I mean, I was flabbergasted. My mouth just, my jaws dropped. I'm like, oh my goodness. It was, it was just, it was a great feeling. Cause you don't know. I mean, I'm still climbing that ladder. I still have a long way to go and I, and I'm ready for the race, but to be in LA, and someone say, hey, you know what? My mom knows who you are. Your music's great. We listen to you. And I'm like, you don't. He's like, wait a minute. So then he pulls it up. So obviously, when people say Brie Carter, sometimes they don't know how to, they don't spell it correctly. Um, but for him to know and to go right up and pull it up. So he, he knew. So that really made me feel good. Yeah. He's like, uh-uh, this is your album cover. This is it right here. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. I know. I'm just like just Google me, like, just whatever, <laughs> just go ahead. You know, we're fancy now. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. You guys, she's so humble. I love it. Um, cause you're verified you're all over. Cause I Googled you and you come up on a ton of different things. So, um, and it was so funny that you mentioned that question. Cause I had actually screenshot the question about why didn't you go into R and B? Now I can't ask it, Brie. You already <laughs> answered it. Shoot. <laughs> but yeah, I guess everyone asked the same question. So I screenshot it also to ask about that. Now, 
looking back on this journey, because like you said, you, you kind of had an indirect way of getting to this point in life. You, you did this, the degrees, the different angles, what you wanted to do. So looking back on life today with Brie Carter, what is one thing that you wish you could have done differently? So looking back, um, there's probably a, a couple of things. One is related um, family-wise. Unfortunately, my parents divorced when I was younger. So it just, it was really hard for me. And I might sound stronger than that. It kind of talks about that when my parents separated and what have you and growing up living in a small town. And as a result, it caused a strained relationship with me and my father for so long. So one thing I wish I, I could have, um, I could go back and, show maybe a little bit more compassion and maybe a little bit more understanding. As an adult, I see things differently. And I realize sometimes, unfortunately, you know, people fall apart, fall, fall out of love and they, they, you know, they go different ways and what have you. And just being able to accept that a lot earlier, although it was painful, um, just kind of maybe having that close relationship with him versus closing the door and shutting him out. That's one thing I would say. The other thing would be is starting music a lot sooner instead of waiting, you know, so long and, and going around about way to bring me to where I am, just starting a lot earlier. But on the flip side, things have, things have a funny way of working themselves out. And I truly believe the path that I, the, the journey that I've had to get to this point is what I was supposed to do because it's those life experiences that I've had that allow me to be able to tell my story and to tell other people's story. So, so things happened how they were supposed to, even if I, I would have wanted to change things. If that makes yeah. sense. It's like that catch 22, Brie. It's almost like, you know, when they kept telling us we can get older and wiser, we were like, nah, whatever. But right. <laughs> now we are older and wiser. And now I'm like, man, I can't believe I wasted so much time worrying about small things. Or I can't believe I invested in this when I should have done this. Or, you know, so I guess that's the wisdom that they talk about. The only bad thing is they don't talk about how much time. <laughs> is wasted getting that getting that and i'm i i really appreciate your honesty and transparency about talking about your upbringing and your parents um i i always say that you know i have a great dad that was really involved in my life and did everything however my kids do not have that and it makes me sad for them because you know, it's kind of like, like you said, what your story is stronger than that. And the, the, you guys have to listen to the lyrics and Brie, I don't want to misquote it, but it was something like he walked out when you were six years old or something like that. And so, you know, I, I appreciate that you do have that soft part of you as well, where you are telling your own story. Cause sometimes when you hear country songs, some of them, it's the tear in my beer. You don't know Did they make this up or is this really, is their life really this sad? Actually? Yes. So sometimes it's your story, but sometimes it could be a friend or someone else's story. It's a story that someone can relate to. So sometimes someone's singing about being high all the time or cheating or whatever in their truck. Sometimes that is their life. And sometimes it's, it's not that your life's sad because you're getting high. It's, it's, it's that feeling, I guess, of euphoria, utopia. They, they, they like that feeling. So I don't know. It, it floats their boat, so to speak. I don't know, but I like the song. I'm always, I'm singing anytime it comes on highway. Um, but 
your so your the what I was trying to get to with the point about the 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 transparency is I think that that definitely adds to your marketability as well because you do seem like you are approachable you do seem genuine and by sharing those stories I think that that makes you more personable and I think that that is also a contributor to your success because I think when people feel like they can relate to those things and they can relate to small things or things going on like I said you know I'm like oh well, yeah, I see how that is. And the fact that you're so open and talking about it, I think it really adds to your, your character. So keep doing that, Brie. Love that. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> okay. So what about stages? Do you do concerts and things like that? Or do you have plans to do any of those things where you're like actually doing tours and on stage and performing in front of the live audiences? That is a great question. If you guys want to book me for a tour, I can open up. I can I can be the feature. Hey, call me up. Um, definitely, I, I I would love to tour someday. Uh, but for now, I've been performing primarily in the Illinois area and also Nashville, Tennessee area. So last year, I was able to perform at the um, CMA Festival, which was amazing. It was so different from being a, going from being a fan to being an artist behind the scenes. Actually, it, you just got to see it from different. Um, different views and what have you. And I'd much rather be on the side of being the artist performing. It was just surreal. It was just a great feeling. And then I had a chance to play at the the Opry, um, the Grand Ole Opry. It was their, I think it was their 97th birthday this past year. So I got a chance to grace one of the stages outside the main stage. So it's all of those. I don't discount humble beginnings or, or any, whether it's a crowd of one or a crowd of you know, a hundred thousand, it's all the same to me. It means the same. So, because I'm there for a purpose and to me, whether if it's one or, or a hundred thousand, they're all there to see me to do a job. And I want to make sure that I, I can uh, fulfill my, my responsibilities and give them what they, what they've come for. Do you play an instrument too, or do you just sing? Well, I'm learning to play the guitar. It's been, a, it's been a long road. Um, growing up, I played the violin as a child and I traded that in. I wish I could go. That's one thing I wish I could go back. I kept that violin, I traded it in for, um, for the clarinet. So I played the clarinet, bass clarinet in band. And then I also played the piano a little bit, but now I'm trying to uh, teach myself the guitar in which I know my chords and I'm, I'm kind of working with it. So it's a work in progress. So someday, yes, you will see me actually on stage. Uh, strumming and playing my guitar singing. I tried to learn how to play the guitar because my mom's boyfriend growing up, they like they would be outside with the fire, the bonfire and he would be playing and then they were like, my fingers, Brie, like, <laughs> I don't know why, but my fingertips are very delicate. <laughs> They're delicate. Yep. You got to get those calluses, girl. You I was gotta, just you about gotta... to say. <laughs> get the calluses you got to build up to it it's not gonna happen overnight you just got to work through that pain I was just Brie you read my I was literally about to say so I know you're gonna have calluses on your fingers I will take the calluses for hey for that feeling and, and knowing how to play it I'll take them any day <laughs> so what is like on a everyday everyday look for Brie like do you dress in cowboy boots and in cowboy attire every day. I know, I know like on your Instagram, you have a big mix. So that's why I'm asking like, what's your normal attire? Like if I see you out and about or what you gonna look like? I'm probably going to have on jeans, I'm probably gonna have on jeans or a sundress. If it's, if it's warm, I'm going to have a sundress on, but I'm probably nine times out of 10, I'm going to have my cowgirl boots on. 
um, one way or another, I'm going to have those boots on. Even when I was doing, um, being in the medical industry, sometimes I'd have on scrubs and I'd, ha I'd have on my cowgirl boots. So it's just a signature. It's who I am. I got a chance to go to the CMA Awards. I didn't go this past year, but the year before, um, I wore my cowgirl boots. So it's it's a staple. It, it's who I am. So, so yes. Yeah, so if you guys run into someone that looks like Brie in Los Angeles and you're wondering if it's her, look at their shoes. If she has cowboy boots on nine out of 10, it's Brie Carter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love and a it. Cap. And a baseball cap, probably. <laughs> it's the mix, Brie. It's a cute face, the baseball cap, but, and in the boots, like that's it. Yes. You got to be stapled. <laughs> Okay, so tell us about any of the projects that you're working on right now and also how people can find you, support you, all of that good stuff. Definitely. So it's Brie Carter, B-R-E-I-C-A-R-T-E-R. -E -E uh, last year, I released my, um, my self-entitled album called Brand New Country. It's a full mix, and I guarantee you it's something on there for everyone. Uh, it has about 16 tracks on it. Um, you can find me on across all the platforms at Brie Carter, just like my name. That's my name. That's what I go by. Um, follow me, stream me, like me, love me, download my music on YouTube, comment, send me messages. I'll do my best to respond to you and interact and engage with you and, you know, keep praying for me and look for me on, on the main stages someday. I, I know what's going to happen. I just got to, I'm just keep, I'm going to continue to put in the work to, for it to happen. Oh. And then come up in the next month or so probably the next six to eight weeks i have a song coming out i did another remake of um al the late great mr al green did it but initially it was the late great mr ray price it's a song called for the good times it was written by chris christopher sir chris christopher chris christopher chris christopher Something like Chris that. Chris Christopherson. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tongue twister. <laughs> Long story short, um, I remade the song as well, but I remade the song as the original uh, for the good times in the country version. And then I have another song called Straight Up Country Crazy, uh, and it's a, it's a boot kicking. Yeah, it's gonna have you moving. It's gonna have you going. Now, Bree, you know what? I thought I knew music. I did not know For the Good Times was a remix. I thought that was Al Green's song. For the Good nope. Times. I'm, oh, yes. Al got me fooled. I thought that was his song. Ray Price. He's the original. It was his song initially. You know what? I'm glad you got me straight. Here I am. As Chris Jefferson. They said yes. he learned something new every day. So. See? <laughs> All right. So, Brie. I know that in anyone that's an expert or a professional, they always kind of have this one thing that was like really monumental for them. Like maybe if it was a surgeon, it was a, a case that really made them feel a certain way. Or if it was a, a cementer, maybe it was a project that they cemented. So when you think Brie Carter and all of the songs that you've ever done, what is the one song that you feel like you put your heart in every time you listen to that song. It's like, this is my song. This is the, this is the song I want to be remembered for. It speaks to you. What is that one song that is Brie Carter? You know what? There's more than one song. That's that Brie Carter. Uh -uh, song. Brie, no the Jeopardy. Oh, dee, 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 dee. Yeah, one song. I would, say, I would say that one song, I would honestly have to say it's stronger than that. 
because it is a song that no matter what I'm dealing with and I'm having those rough days because we all have them, it kind of lifts me up. It lifts up my spirit. And, and it's just, it's kind of an anthem. It just reminds me that no matter what, and I even say it, no matter what I've been through or what I'm going through, I'm so much stronger than this, my situation or the obstacles, the, the challenges that I face. So it would be, it would be honestly stronger than that. It just, no matter what, I can, I can listen to it anytime. Me too. Hold on. <laughs> I love that song too, Brie. I'm telling you, that's your song. I love yes, it. Yes, Grace in a Hurricane. Grace in a Hurricane. That's, what yes. I said. that's why I said, I was like, mm, she got a little Jesus in her because that sounds like something. <laughs> That sounds like something the pastor would say to, to motivate us to keep pushing in life. So I love yes. that. I love that. Okay. Any final advice, any final words, anyone that's listening to this, like you said, any young black girls that are coming up, anyone that's looking for you, they got their boots on, even if it's just a girl, regular girl, whoever it is, do you have any advice, last final words for us about Brie Carter? Um, Brie Carter just wants to leave you guys with the fact that, hey, just believe in yourself. You can do it. You can overcome. I don't care. The world can tell you no. Just look in the mirror, tell yourself yes, and go for it. And all things are possible to those that believe but you have to believe, believe in yourself because when you believe in yourself, then the world will fully open up to you and for you. I love that. I love that. Okay. So you guys, just to reiterate for you guys who weren't, who that were not listening when Brie dropped her website, it is B-R-E-I-C-A-R-T-E-R.com. And you can find her on all her social media handles. She is verified. Make sure you don't pick up one of those spammer accounts. She has a blue check by her on Instagram. So she is verified. So make sure you reach out to her. And thank you so much, Brie, for sharing your story. I'm like, I'm ready to take on the world. I'm about to listen to Sharon yes. that tonight. <laughs> Love it. That's Brie Carter, you guys.